yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? Well, all right. I hope you're doing well, feeling good, ready, ready to go, because I sure am. And we're getting into episode 22. Episode 22. Wow. We are moving and transcending up at All Things Basketball Podcast. I'll tell you, in the name of episode 22 is A Lifetime. The name of episode 22 is called A Lifetime. Well, let's get ready to get into episode 22. But before we get into episode 22, you know what to do. Tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we're going to get ourselves right into episode 22. We're not going to waste no time. All right? Kawhi Leonard, that bad, bad man, Kawhi Leonard has opted out of his 21.3 option with the Toronto Raptors. Well, we all knew that this was going to happen. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is one of the hottest commodities, if not the hottest commodity or or player, rather, not commodity in the game. And so what you have right now is Kawhi Leonard is somewhat underpaid because when you're a superstar in the NBA, you're making upwards of $33 million a season. So again, he's about 12 to $13 million short of that superstar status. And of course, we all know that Kawhi Leonard is a superstar in the NBA. And everywhere he goes, he wins championships. And so that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And then again, you, you can't say that he won't turn around and smell the tea leaves because Toronto opened their doors for him. They love him. And, of course, he could turn around and sign his long-term max with Toronto. But for right now, he's exercising his option, and he's declining the 21.3, the last year of the contract that he, he earned in San Antonio and was traded to Toronto with this contract. And so he's going to decline the 21.3 and become a free agent. And he's already done that, and he's a free agent as we speak right now. So, again, Kawhi Leonard declined the 21.3 option that the defending champions, Toronto Raptors, had on the table, and now he is a free agent. Well, we have some news out of Memphis. The news out of Memphis is that the Memphis Brass is citing and telling John Morant he needs to be patient. And the reason why they're telling John Morant this is because John Morant is a phenomenal ball player. He's an outstanding ball player. And the thing is, is they don't want his confidence to, his confidence to even uh, go down in any kind of way because the Memphis Grizzlies are going to have a rough time of it. They're going to have growing pains because you also got to understand they're in the Western Conference and it's going to be hard to get victories for the Memphis Grizzlies right now where they're while they're rebuilding their team. And the start of the rebuilding cycle starts with John Morant, the point guard. And so they've they've gotten John Morant at the draft with the second pick, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But now they have to add pieces around John Moran so that they can become successful. But while they're doing that, they're going to be losing some games. And they're letting John Moran know, hey, listen, it's going to be rough in the very beginning. Well, John Morant doesn't want to hear any of that. John Moran is an excellent, excellent talent. And, of course, he's been a winner on every level. He was a winner in AAU. He was a winner in high school. He was a winner in college. So what makes you think John Moran thinks he's going to do nothing else but win on the next level, the NBA? And so that's the thing that's going on with the Memphis Grizzlies. 
They're talking to John Morant, getting him ready for the bumps and bruises of the NBA. But I tell you, I really believe John Morant thinks they're going to come out there, and as he should believe, they're going to come out there and shock the world and win more games than a lot of people predict they will. But if they don't, the Memphis Grizzlies brass is really just letting John Morant know as a young point guard coming into the league that there are growing pains involved with becoming an NBA superstar. But, you know, that's what's going on in the Memphis building. They're really starting to talk and communicate with John Morant and let him know that this this situation is not going to be an overnight type of thing. We, they're going to have to make it a long haul for the Memphis Grizzlies to become successful once again. And so that's what's going on in the Memphis building in John Morant. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, and more coaches are getting involved with us by the day. And we can get you out in the park. Now that it's nice and sunny, we'll get you out in the park, and we'll work on your game, and your game will get a whole lot better. All right. One DeAndre Hunter, the number fourth pick by the Atlanta Hawks, is letting everybody know he doesn't plan to just come to the Atlanta area to sit on the bench. He's telling everybody right now that he plans to come to the Atlanta Hawks and start and make an impact on the team. And, hey, you know, a lot of people are saying, wow, this rookie is really bold. He's really saying a lot of things. He should just taper down a little bit. No, don't taper down, DeAndre Hunter. I love it. You should feel that way. You should feel that you're going to start. You should feel that you're going to make an impact right away. This is what makes basketball a wonderful game. When you have a young phenom like DeAndre Hunter saying, listen, we're going to change the fortunes of this team, and I'm going to be a big, big part of that. And I'm coming there. I'm not coming to sit behind players or sit on the sideline and cheer players. I'm coming to start, and I'm going to start for the Atlanta Hawks. And so that's his competitive edge, and all coaches love that. All coaches love that. Maybe some of the fans might say, hey, this kid is very braggadocious and he's a little too cocky. But I don't think it's cockiness. I think it's more confidence. And I love it coming from a young player. Most coaches, like Coach Luke said, most coaches love that type of confidence that DeAndre Hunter is talking about and he wants to get out there and display it. And I'll tell you what, it rubs off on teammates. Whether DeAndre Hunter is a, uh, is a, a rookie or not, excuse me, whether he's a rookie or not, that type of attitude is going to rub off on the locker room, the, the, his teammates, the coaches, the trainers. It's good. That type of confidence zoods around the place, and it rubs off on everybody. So kudos to DeAndre Hunter for just coming out and letting everybody know, letting it be known, hey, I'm going to be a starter on this Atlanta Hawks team. But I tell you, the Hawks also got my boy with the 10th pick, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is going to come out and really be a bond. He's really going to light the bond on fire. He's a great, great shooter. Cam Reddish is an excellent shooter and an excellent ball player. And like I said, like Coach Luke said, he kind of got muddled in the shuffle with RJ and, and Zion, and he was the third um wheel in that situation, but I tell you what, Cam Reddish can really play some ball, and don't be surprised if you start talking about Cam Reddish as a, a, a potential rookie of the year. Really, I'm telling you, don't be surprised. You remember you heard it first here, All Things Basketball Podcast, that Coach Luke said Cam Reddish is going to be in the running for rookie of the year, and so the Atlanta Hawks, like Coach Luke said, between the Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans, they were the big, big winners at last Thursday's NBA draft. They really were. They were the big, big winners. And so the Atlanta Hawks are definitely going to be transcending up. They have a lot of young talent, and they got a lot of young talent last year in the draft with Trey Young and those guys. And so they're going to be on their way up, 
and I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta makes the playoffs. Okay. All right. We have, uh, we have, um, Bobo. What a great story. Bobo. And his original name is Bo Manute Bo, the son of Manute Bo. Now, Manute Bowl is a basketball player that played in the NBA for years. He was an excellent ball player. He came into the league, truthfully, he was 7'7", and he came into the league as a project, okay? He was a project because of his height. But as time went on, Manute Bowl became an excellent, excellent professional in the NBA. He played for the Denver Nuggets. He played for the Washington Bullets, that's now the Washington Wizards. He played for the Golden State Warriors. Manute Bow. Guys, look him up. He was a darn good player. But he was 7'7", and he, he did his thing in the NBA. And now his son, Bow Manute Bow, but everybody calls him Bow Bow because that's his actual name. And he's now an excellent player. He's And, and the thing is, is he's weighted a lifetime. And so that's the name of episode 22. He's waited a lifetime. And I'll tell you what, he's an excellent player, an excellent player. He sat the whole first round. And I'll tell you, it got to a point where everybody was waiting for Bobo to get drafted. And with the 44th pick in the second round, the Miami Heat drafted Bobo. Now that, now that draft pick was actually owned by the Denver Nuggets. So Bobo is now a Denver Nugget, all right? And so he's going to be on the Denver Nuggets starting up this year, and the Denver Nuggets got a gem. They got Bobo, and he's an excellent ball player. He's going to make the Denver Nuggets a lot better team than what they were this year. Now, the Denver Nuggets was an excellent team. They went to the semifinals before losing to the Portland Trailblazers. But I tell you what, with the addition of Bobo, it's going to be great. And he stated, I waited a lifetime, okay? And his father is no longer with him, but this is a great, great NBA story. And I tell you, Coach Luke loves the NBA stories that end up like this, where he's walking across the stage and he's now living out his dream. And, you know, I'm pretty sure his father, Manute Bowl, is looking down on him and saying, son, job well done. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Download, share, like. Download, share, like. Come on, baby. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Back to that bad, bad man, Kawhi Leonard, people. We just ain't going to stop talking about Kawhi Leonard. Now, I'll tell you what. He exercised the option and declined to 21.3. So now he's become an unrestricted free agent. All right. And he's going to visit four teams in the next few days, all right? Kawhi Leonard will be visiting four teams. Now, a lot of people think he's just going to visit these teams and turn around and sign with the Toronto Raptors. Well, we all know the Toronto Raptors opened up the doors for Kawhi. They made him feel comfortable. They made him feel like he, he just belonged in Toronto. And as a result, so Kawhi Leonard turned around and said, thank you with an NBA championship. Well, he had a lot of help, but I tell you what, the Toronto Raptors needed a leader like Kawhi Leonard, and he performed, Leonard, he performed to the highest, highest degree. He performed at a high level all of the playoffs, the whole playoffs in the championship. And so kudos to Kawhi Leonard, but now he's testing the free agent market. And the, and the four teams that he will visit, he'll visit Tuesday, which is tomorrow, he'll visit my New York Knicks. Come on, Knicks. You might have to tie Kawhi down to a chair and make him sign. <laughs> but he's going to visit the Knicks Tuesday. 
Wednesday, he will be in Philadelphia visiting the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. And then Thursday, he will be out in his hometown of California to, to meet with the LA Clippers and Jerry West, Doc Rivers, and the rest of the guys. And then the next team he will meet with is the Los Angeles Lakers. All right. Now, at the end of the day, all four teams feel that they're in the running. But guess what? Toronto is always going to be in the running, and they might win. Everybody's saying Toronto is the favorite to resign Kawhi Leonard. And you know, Coach Luke always said, I don't think he's going anywhere, especially if they win the championship. And that's what they did. They won the championship. So I really believe that Kawhi Leonard is going to smell the tea leaves and look around at these teams. Now, the one team that you might have to worry about, people, the one team that you might have to worry about is the L.A. Clippers because Kawhi is a California boy. And I'm going to tell you, home is going to tug at him. Home is going to tug at him. And I'm going to tell you another thing about uh, the Clippers. They're a good team right now. Also, the Lakers are a good team, but I don't think Kawhi wants to play with the Lakers. I think, you know, the Clippers would be more of a home game for him because he could be the centerpiece on the Clippers. Where, of course, you know, if you play with the Lakers, you have Anthony Davis, you have LeBron James. I'm thinking if it's going to be an L.A. team for Kawhi, it will be the L.A. Clippers if it's going to be an L.A. team. But I'm going to tell you, don't rule out the Toronto Raptors and him going right back to Toronto for a max deal. Well, I'll tell you what, all of these teams understand if Kawhi wants to come, it has to be upward of $34 million or better per year for the next four or five years. So all of the teams that he's visiting have to understand they are have, they're gonna have to put a max deal in front of that bad bad man Kawhi Leonard, point blank. You're gonna have to put a max deal in front of him. But those are the four teams that Kawhi Leonard this week will be visiting. He is visiting first my New York Knicks, second Philadelphia 76ers, third the L.A. Clippers, and fourth the L.A. Lakers. And that's what's going, that's the order that Kawhi Leonard will visit the teams this week. And he'll round it up on the weekend and he'll probably make a decision Sunday or Monday. A lot of the guys that are free agents, people, they're going to make their decision Sunday or Monday. And so this next week is going to be very, very, very busy in free agency for the guys that are on the free agency unrestricted list of free agents and it's a big big class of free agents and there's guys even guys now are opting out to become free agents all right they're restricted and when they opt out they're going to become unrestricted and so you got a lot of guys out there that's going to be free agents and then you have other guys that you might not think are going to be free agents that are going to be free agents all right once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And guess what? If you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. It's All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we got that WNBA news, people. We got that WNBA news, and I tell you, you know how Coach Luke feel about the WNBA. I just love me some WNBA. I love the young ladies that get out there. They are so, so talented. They're so very talented. And I tell you what, they're so exciting when you watch them play, man. I'm telling you, if you haven't, if you haven't been to a WNBA game, please, I endorse it. Get out there to a WNBA game in your area as soon as possible. You will be pleased and you will have a great, great time. So let's get into some WNBA news. We have the WNBA recap, all right? So now we have the Phoenix Mercury, 82, and the LA Spark, 
72. We've got the Connecticut Sun, the Connecticut Sun, 75, and the Chicago Sky, 92. We've got the Indiana Fever, 61, and the Seattle Storm, the defending champions, 65. And I'm going to tell you, the Seattle Storm are balling, people. They're really balling. They're not blowing anybody out, but they're winning a lot of games, and they're playing like the defending champions should play. And might I add, Sue Bird is recovering beautifully. Sue Bird, L.I., we got to pull. Sue Bird is recovering very beautifully, and they're saying after the All-Star break, she should be back on the floor. So they'll have their floor general back on the floor. Now, Bianca Stewart, I'm not too sure because she, she ruptured the Achilles heel, and I don't think she'll be back. But Sue Bird, L.I., she'll be back. We got to pull. Let's go. And so the Storm, the defending champions, are just knocking people off and winning games. And like I said, Sue Bird will be back right after the All-Star break. And she had the knee, the knee surgery. And some were saying that she would not be back this season. But now we're finding out she's having a very speedy recovery, thank God. And she will be back, possibly be back, right off, right after the All-Star break in the WNBA. So that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's the end of the WNBA recap. All right. Once again, tap in All Things Basketball Podcast, baby, on Instagram. Tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we have some more WNBA news. And you know Coach Luke. Loves itself some WNBA. Now, this is a, a a pretty, pretty touchy subject. And a lot of people in the building, my crew, the All Things Basketball podcast staff, always watches me when I start to talk like this because they get a little nervous. But, hey, listen, Coach Luke is going to say what he feels, and I'm going to always say what I feel. And, hey, if it ruffles a little feathers, hey, too bad. Guess what? We're talking about one Liz Cabbage, a phenomenal player, an excellent player, and she's been in the WNBA for a while now. She also holds the single um, game scoring record for the WNBA. She scored 53 points last season against My Liberty, and that's the highest scoring total so far in the WNBA history. But now we're going to talk about a little bit uh, a more serious topic when it comes to Liz Cabbage. Liz Cabbage started her professional career at the tender age of 15 in Australia, all right? And I tell you what, Liz Cabbage has been playing professionally since 15 years old, and she's still going strong, and she takes care of her body very well. And so that's what you have to do when you've played this amount of years. And guess what? She's come over to the WNBA, not for finances, but to be a trailblazer. Liz Cabbage has been talking about the women's game for years, especially the WNBA, because Liz Cabbage feels the WNBA should be paying the players a whole lot more. But I say she's a trailblazer because a lot of players feel this way, but they won't speak about it. Now, Liz Cabbage has been playing professionally, like I said before, since the tender age of 15, and she's made a ton of money. And she's also come out on several occasions and said, the WNBA cannot pay my bills. The WNBA cannot pay my bills. Wow. She's letting everybody know that the WNBA is not paying enough money to the players. And I agree with one Liz Cabbage. I tell you, the average salary in the WNBA is 150000 Can you believe it? Can you believe it, people? $150,000 these wonderful athletes make. All right? And they should, that's the average salary. Now, there are some players that make three hundred and fifty, 
some players that make 450 but that's about the tops of it and i tell you that's even too small of amount for the WNBA players to be getting paid they really need to be getting paid a whole lot more money most of these players in the WNBA go to Australia go to London go to Turkey because there's professional women's basketball all over the globe and that's the way that they make their ends meet as far as paying the bills that they need to pay and survive and I tell you what it's not good when your sneaker deal pays you more than your occupation and you're a professional uh, basketball player so the WNBA uh, all things basketball podcast is basically putting the WNBA on notice just like Liz Cabbage is putting the WNBA on notice Pay these young ladies, please. They need more money than this. You need to pay them more money than this. And now Liz Cabbage is a trailblazer. The reason why she made so much noise when she was a member of the Dallas Wings that they traded her. They cited that she was a rebel rouser and things of that nature. And so they traded Liz Cabbage this upcoming season to the Las Vegas Ace. And now the Las Vegas Ace are really turning out because they have an excellent player and one Liz Cabbage and they're doing their thing. You know they got Asia Wilson and you know they got my girl Jackie Young. And so they are really playing over there in Las Vegas and Liz Cabbage is really doing her thing, but she's still talking about the pay rate in the WNBA. They need a lot more money and she's going to continue to talk about that. And that's why I like a player like Liz Cabbage because she's more than just being on the court. She's about all of the social issues that's surrounding her. And a lot of other players in the WNBA as well as the NBA should be that way. But Liz Cabbage is the one person that's a trailblazer in the WNBA and she's letting it be known that the WNBA players deserve a whole lot more money than what they're getting. Well, we have some very, very interesting news coming out of the Golden State Warriors building, all right? Coach Steve Kerr is going to shake up his coaching staff. Now, you know the Golden State Warriors lost the uh, NBA championship, and a lot of people are talking around the league and saying, well, wow, Steve Kerr is kind of blaming the coaching staff. Well, no, when you lose you lose, and everybody's held accountable. Not just the coaching staff, but the players. And, of course, all we're hearing is about the injuries. But you can't just talk about the injuries. You definitely have to talk about the coaches. Now, I'll tell you what. Steve Kerr probably wanted to make these moves prior to the championship. He probably wanted to make these moves in the beginning of the season. And what winds up happening with coaches, they'll let a season go by, and they'll continue to look at the coaching staff and continue to watch what's going on with their coaching staff all along knowing that they're going to have to make some moves somewhere down the line. And so I don't believe this just popped up in Coach Kerr's head that he wanted to uh, shake up his coaching staff. I think this has been on his mind. Like most most coaches look past and, and beyond the moment. They start looking a little bit into the future and they do that with not just the team. They do that with their coaching staff. They want to know, are these coaches an asset? Do Can you get a better coach in a position to help a little bit more? And so with Steve Kerr right now, he's citing that he wants to kind of shake up his coaching staff. All right. Now, I happen to know Steve Kerr has an excellent coaching staff. So I don't know how much better they can get. I mean, they won several championships with this same coaching staff. The only person that's not on the coaching staff that has been on the coaching staff is Luke Walton. And as you know, he went from the LA, he went and got the job from Golden State to the LA Lakers. He got that head job. And now Luke Walton is the head man and with the Sacramento Kings. But the rest of the coaching staff has pretty stayed, pretty much stayed intact. And so, Hey, it's a coach's prerogative when they want to shake their own coaching staff up 
and, and clean their own living room, so to speak, and get, make it a whole lot better working situation. And so this is what Steve Kerr is trying to do. We don't know right now. We haven't heard anything at All Things Basketball Podcast, the additions and the subtractions to his coaching staff, but we're understanding that this is a movement right now that Steve Kerr is looking at very, very hard, and he's going to start making some moves with his coaching staff. And so, hey, every head coach has the right to do this. Every head coach has the right to want to make their coaching staff better if they see that they can make it better. And so I don't have, I don't think it had anything to do with the Golden State Warriors losing to the Toronto Raptors. I think it has more to do with an in-house issue as far as Coach Kerr is concerned. And now that the season's over, it's basically the right time to start looking at this situation and the right time to rectify this situation. So that's the news out of Golden State that Coach Steve Kerr is looking to shake up his coaching staff and add more more great coaches to his staff and kind of eliminate a few coaches at the same time. All right, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button and leave your information. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we have some news coming from the Boston area. We got some news coming from the Boston area. Now, as you know, Coach Luke has always said, and is going to stay on it, that the there's a lot of dissension in that Boston building, all right? And so the first departure from that building was Kyrie Irving. And then following that, uh, Al Horford opted out of his final year, making him a free agent, okay? Now, I understand Al Horford is in serious talks with the L.A. Lakers, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about one Jalen Brown, all right? Jalen Brown. And so he is wanting to know from Danny, general manager Danny Ainge, what is his role, all right? Now, Jalen Brown is a phenomenal talent. But I'll tell you what, ever since the the Boston Celtics brought in Gordon Haywood, his minutes have dropped expeditiously. His minutes have dropped expeditiously. Now, you have to understand Jalen Brown doesn't understand why, because before before that, the year that Kyrie Irving was injured, they went on to the in, um, Eastern Conference Finals before they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. And Jalen Brown was a very intricate part of getting help, getting that Boston team to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. And I tell you, they were playing some phenomenal ball. But in comes um, Gordon Haywood, fresh off of his injury uh, la- the year before last into this year that just passed as far as basketball is concerned. And Jalen Brown's minutes have dropped. They've dropped a whole lot. Now, he still plays about 15 or 16 minutes a game. And sometimes when he gets hot, he might be out there for 25 minutes or so. But I tell you, a guy like Jalen Brown, there's a lot of teams. If Jalen Brown went out on the market, but he can't go out on the market because if I'm not mistaken, he's in the last year of his rookie deal. And so I guess he's trying to find out right now before this season comes up what's going on and what's his role because pretty soon Jalen Brown will be free to take on all comers. And I'll tell you, a Jalen Brown on the open market will get swooped up immediately by an NBA team. There's not too many teams that won't take a healthy Jalen Brown on their roster. And so Jalen Brown really wants to know from the Celtic brass, what are their plans and how will they be using him in the upcoming season? Because I get the feeling that Jalen Brown is getting a little uncomfortable with the way that he's been used so far by the Boston Celtics. Well, we've got some news out the Brooklyn Nets building. 
D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has been being shopped by the Brooklyn Nets. Now, of course, you know the Brooklyn Nets are very interested in one Kyrie Irving, all right? And so, you know, D'Angelo Russell, an all-star point guard for the Brooklyn Nets, is realizing that now the Brooklyn Nets are really shopping him around to the league. They've talked to Utah. They've also talked to the Indiana Pacers, and they've talked to the Orlando Magic about Jay, um, not about D'Angelo Russell and the trade talks. Okay. And so now D'Angelo Russell sees the writing on the wall about his days in a Brooklyn uniform. And now he's feeling like, Hey, you know, I guess the question was asked to him by a reporter and he stated, well, if the price is right, I'll go back to LA. Well, he can't say the team's name as, as like Coach Luke said. You, the players can't really mention the teams, but the teams can mention the players. And so he just said L.A., and that only leaves it up to two different teams. But I get the feeling he was talking about the team that drafted him, which is the L.A. Lakers that now have Anthony Davis, who's a good, good friend to D'Angelo Russell. They're very good friends. All right. And that's something that Coach Luke is now finding out that Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell are very good friends. And so now at D'Angelo Russell, just like anybody else that's on the market, really is going to say, hey, I want to play, you know, in L.A. And either one of the L.A. teams is an excellent team to play for. I'll be honest with you. Any one of those teams, the Clippers or the Lakers, are excellent team to play for. But I'm getting the feeling that D'Angelo Russell is talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. And like I said, D'Angelo Russell's an excellent, excellent talent. Again, he made his first All-Star team for the Brooklyn Nets this up past season that just passed, all right? And so a lot of teams will be interested in D'Angelo Russell. But again, he comes with a little bit of luggage. He comes with a little bit of luggage. He had some hiccups in the a Laker uniform. He had a few hiccups in the New Jersey, I mean, not New Jersey, excuse me, Brooklyn Nets uniform. And so here we go. Again, you're going to have to take that along with all of his great talent if you pick him up. You're definitely going to have to take the other luggage if you pick him up. But it's not big, major things. It's just small things. But some of these teams are, want their image squeaky clean. And so the teams that want their image squeaky clean, I believe D'Angelo Russell might not be the guy for you. And again, just looking at the Los Angeles Lakers, if he was making that hint to his buddy about playing or returning, rather, to the Los Angeles Lakers, I don't believe D'Angelo Russell will be a good fit for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'll tell you why. The reason why D'Angelo Russell probably right now won't be a good fit for the Los Angeles Lakers because you have one King James for the Lakers. And I'll tell you what, when it's crunch time and the game is on the line, King James will have the ball at the top of the key, not D'Angelo Russell. Now I'm going to tell you what's, what's going on. D'Angelo Russell is not good without the ball in his hand. He's not good at freeing himself up for shots when the ball is not in his hand. Now, a guy like Kimber Walker, all right, he can free himself up. He's a New York baller. One of the things about New York ballers, baby, we can free ourselves up whether we have the ball or whether we don't have the ball. So that's the difference between those two players and why I say, why I feel that Kimber Walker would be a better addition to the Los Angeles Lakers as opposed to D'Angelo Russell. Kimber Walker knows how to open himself up free yourself up on the court anywhere that he is, and he he's a spot-up shooter, whereas D'Angelo Russell really needs the ball in his hands on a constant basis. Now, he's an excellent talent, but he's better excellent when he has the ball in his hand, and Kimball Walker can do a little bit of everything, whether the ball is in his hand or not. And so that's why Coach Luke says Kimball Walker might be a better fit for a LeBron-led Laker team as opposed to D'Angelo Russell. But hey, D'Angelo Russell is putting those hints out because he knows he's on the block as far as 
Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are concerned, and he's realizing that the Brooklyn Nets are trying to shop him right now. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, i tell you right now, the NBA really knows what they're doing, man. The NBA is a marketing genius. They know what they're doing. And the reason why Coach Luke says they know what they're doing, the NBA Summer League starts June 1st. Can anybody guess the game that's on the docket for June 1st? Can anybody guess the main event for June 1st? Now, you know there's about three or four games in the NBA Summer League. But what is the marquee game that everybody's talking about? that the NBA set up, the New Orleans rookies against the, the New York Knicks rookies. The New Orleans rookies against the New York Knicks rookies. Must see TV, people. Of course, I'm going to be watching my boy R.J. Barrett do his thing in a New York Knicks uniform. And again, he's playing against his best friend in, in the whole wide world, Zion Williamson. And so I definitely want to see Zion and, and Jackson Hayes and all of those guys that the uh, Pelicans have picked up because the Pelicans are an excellent young team. And, of course, R.J. Barrett is in the New York Knicks uniform. So that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful opening night for July 1st for the NBA uh, Summer League. And I don't want anybody to miss that. But the NBA put that together, and they put it together beautifully because here you have two young nucleuses, two young teams going at it at the Rookie um, Summer League, and that's going to be an excellent, excellent showing. I'll tell you right now. And, of course, you have the Atlanta Hawks, and I don't know who they're playing, but they're playing the game right before the Knicks and the Pelicans. And so, you know, I got to also watch my boy Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. They're going to be playing some ball out there, man. And so don't miss the NBA Summer League. It starts July 1st. Don't miss it. And I believe it starts early in the day, and it kind of ends towards the evening. All right? And so you're going to have a lot, a lot of rookies out there. And, again, this draft was a very, very deep draft. So when you watch the rookie NBA Summer Leagues, you're going to see a whole lot of talent. More talent than you've seen in many other years. Because like Coach Luke said, and you know All Things Basketball Podcast, was in the building last Thursday, and we saw all of the talent firsthand. The talent is off the chain. It had This, this draft, again, like Coach Luke said, was the deepest draft from one to two. There was only two rounds, but I'll tell you what. Guys that were getting picked in the late second round, you could have put, you could have picked them in the first round. That's how deep this draft was. And I tell you, you're going to have a lot of great young talent coming into the league. I can't wait to watch the NBA this season. But back to the summer league, you're going to have a whole bunch of young talent out there in the summer league showing what they got, showing the NBA, hey, we're coming. We have arrived and we are here. And we're the young nucleus. And I tell you what, I also can't wait to see my guy, John Moran. John Moran is a flamboyant player. He's really going to prevail out there in the summer league. I tell you what, it's going to be a great, great thing to watch all of these guys perform in the NBA summer league. So you guys sure can't miss it. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, coming out of the New York Knicks building, you know, and, and I'm, I'm so glad that the Knicks are making these type of moves, man. I tell you, you know, all through the week last week, a lot of people were talking about, ah, oh, the Knicks should trade DeAndre Jordan, you know, use him as a piece to bring in some young guys. Well, DeAndre Jordan is a young guy, people. He's a young guy, all right? He's still ready to play ball. He's got a lot of ball left in him. 
All right? And so now the New York Knicks are thinking about re-signing DeAndre Jordan. And I'll tell you what, he really helped Mitchell Robinson progress in a wonderful way. All right? And he can continue to help Mitchell Robinson progress. And so what's going on right now in the New York Knicks building, DeAndre Jordan, they're getting ready to try to sign DeAndre Jordan and keep him in a New York Knicks uniform. Well, I believe he has one more year left on his contract, and so they'll probably give him that one more year instead of opening up more cap space. They'll probably give DeAndre Jordan that extra year or two and keep him in a New York Knicks uniform. One of the things that you should always do when you get a guy that still has a lot of basketball left, a nuts and bolt guy like DeAndre Jordan, you should keep him, you know, and he's a veteran. You can't go, like Coach Luke said, you can't go too young. You really can't go too young. You really want some veterans in there so they can work with the young guys. You don't want to be too, too young and too, too green because I tell you, the NBA is a beast. And a lot of veterans sight when they see a young, young team, they know how to play a young, young team. And they kind of swarm on a young, young team. So you need some veterans to keep other veterans at bay. You need some veterans to rise, raise the eyebrows of other veterans and say, hey, this got DeAndre Jordan over there. He knows what to do, and he knows how to play this game, so we have to be careful. And so that's what I'm glad about the New York Knicks making this move and keeping DeAndre Jordan in a Knicks uniform. Now, this is just what they're talking about. You know, the NBA is a beast, man. Tomorrow they might be talking about trading, <laughs> trading DeAndre Jordan, but I don't believe they'll do that. I tell you, Steve Mills, L.I., Scott Perry, Dave Fisdale, these guys are really, really working hard to bring the New York Knicks back to prominence, and I'm excited about the front office as well as the young players and the young nucleus, and I'm telling you, R.J. Barrett, will be a superstar. He's going to be a superstar. All he has to do is gain a little bit of weight and keep on working hard like he continues to work every day on the basketball court. But news out of the Knicks building is that DeAndre Jordan will be staying with the New York Knicks. That's a great move, my Knicks. That's an excellent move. You're making Coach Luke prouder every day with these smart moves. First R.J. Barrett last Thursday, and now you're telling me you're going to keep DeAndre Jordan. And I was glad when they got him in the trade, in the Porzingis trade, and I still feel to this day, hey, keep that guy here. We need a guy that can grab rebounds and block shots at the rate that he does. We need all of those type of nuts and ball players. You just don't need guys that score and guys that are flamboyant guys that steal the ball, rebound. You need a hustle guy. And DeAndre Jordan has always been a hustle guy, and he's always been a, a, a guy that will dive in the stands for a loose ball. Every team needs players like that. And so I'm glad that the Knicks came to their senses because in the beginning they were saying, oh, well, we're going to keep DeAndre Jordan, and at the end of the season we're going to let him go, and so we'll keep that – 15 to 16 million that he makes. And when we, we, we let him go and then we'll retain that 16 million. Cause that's how teams, um, you know, that's how teams build their cap space. They get rid of veterans. They have to waive them though. Once they waive them, then the money frees up. And so what's happening there is they would have probably waived DeAndre Jordan. You know what I'm saying? But what happened is, is now they've come to their senses. And I'll tell you what, it's only because he played some phenomenal ball down the stretch for the Knicks. And he was a big help, again, like Coach Luke said, with Mitchell Robinson. He helped Mitchell Robinson progress in a big, big, big way. And so that's a great move for my New York Knicks. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, episode 22. We had a wonderful, wonderful episode. 
All right. I enjoyed every minute of it, minute of it. Excuse me. I, I just want to express my gratitude to all my listeners, everybody who downloads, shares, likes, tunes in, hits the Instagram feed. And, and, you know, we're just building day by day all things basketball podcast. We are growing by leaps and bounds, and I'm so excited on this journey. And I'm glad that you guys have joined me on this journey. But this is the end of episode 22, and I'll see you guys Wednesday at 7 o'clock. All right? God bless. Good night.